Hi guys. Hiya. So on episode eight of Winging It to the Top, top. <laughs> um, we're going to touch upon a subject that Laura mentioned last week, which was actually about retail partnerships and how sometimes retailers can uh. not always be what they seem. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a funny one, right? Because when you start a business, a lot of people's aims or, you know, if you've got in with retailers, it's a massive pat on the back and well done, which it is. It's, it's bloody hard to mm-hmm. get in with retailers. It takes a lot of hard work, a lot of time, a lot of effort, lots of no's, all of that. But from our experience, it isn't always what it seems or the best route and there's lots of reasons why. And we thought, do you know what? It's probably a good one to chat about and to be honest with and and basically just share some of our yeah our advice or our tips that we've picked up along the way from working with a few retailers definitely I think what you said like a lot of brand owners like their goal is like oh if I could get into x retailer then my brand would get to x destination or you know we've read about it like people they think like as soon as I get into retailer that's it I've made it you know and actually sometimes it's just not as glorious as it seems especially in the current climate like Everything we've done has been during COVID. We yeah. set this business up during COVID. We've been, we're now probably going to go into another recession. sort of recession. Um, so we're kind of probably at a time when it's harder than ever, one, to get into retailers, two, then to sustain that relationship. Um, so I think actually we just want to talk a bit about that because I think Laura and I probably went into you know getting into retail like in a very naive way thinking oh you know as soon as we get into one that's it and we've quite, made it and quite quickly in a way because from our experience and people that we spoke to they have said to us how did you even do that like, how did you you know we got in we, we launched and then literally what not long after we were six, six months. months we were in retailer and um with a big contract and you know it was it was just you know hard hard work just just myself and Nora, no one else just us two doing it um but I think when you get into somewhere like that, comes lots of responsibilities. Have you ever heard of the saying where, you know, just say yes and you figure it out later? And that is a classic me and Nora because we've done that with everything that we do. And um, I think sometimes you go into something expecting it to be all rainbows and sunshine and you come out and you think, what the hell? That, that is so hard or that's not what I expect. Or, you know, your sales have to be doing amazing, but it also depends how you're being seen as a very, very small brand mm-hmm. in a big pond with loads of well-known other brands. And I think also the high street retailers, it's changed massively. It has. It's massively changed. So I do sometimes feel like it is good to do it on your own as mm-hmm. well. So to maybe, and I think that's the stage right now where we, we very are focused on our own brand and growing, growing Babaco ourselves and on our website. And, you know, we still love our retail partnerships that we've got. But I think now on hindsight, it isn't always the best route. It really, really no. isn't because there's so much baggage that comes with it and we can name a few things as we go along. Definitely. Not always, but sometimes. And I think as well, it's one of them things where it's you've still got to build up your own name. Like you cannot yeah. rely, you can't sit there and get into retail and rely on that to carry your brand. And I don't know about you, but I actually think it's probably better if you build your name first and known more and then go and retail, oh. and go, like get retail oh, partnership. On reflection, if I yeah. look at what we've done, I think we should have waited. Yes. That's personally what I think I think sometimes we probably could could have performed even better yeah. than what we have if we'd waited and actually built up our name yes. as an independent brand first. So I think, you know, for all these people that, you know, maybe that's one of your kind of business goals or your overarching goals, I don't know, long-term, short-term goal for your, for your company, I would personally say to actually get a name for yourself first before you get those partnerships because 
it's very easy to 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 think oh i'm going to get on there and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and if you're not known and you're competing with major other brands you won't be seen and your sales won't be because as promising as what you would have hoped that's it and and just to clarify if people aren't sure how it sometimes works but you know if you a lot of retailers are now working on a commission based model mm-hmm. which means you're sort of like a marketplace on their platform yeah. and so it's not just you it'll be loads of other brands and they they choose you and they pick you and again it's very very hard to get on there very hard but once you're on there if you don't have that name yet and people don't know you then they're not going to be searching for your name so you have to do a lot of your own promo most of the time they don't give you promo because no. um, they don't need to so you have to be at that point where people are going to search you I guess yeah. sometimes or you're doing loads with like you know other people that are sharing I'm on here I'm on there and you know go and follow them If you, I, I think I think that's a misconception that I, I suppose you don't know is that you think you're going to go on there and boom when actually that isn't always the case and we've been very lucky for a lot of our retail partners but there's also been some where me and you are like oh wrong choice you know um, and not the right company that no. maybe we even want to associate ourselves with later on because of things that's happened or you know ideas are taken and or you you perform well on one thing and they decide to do it themselves that's another massive thing I think sometimes keep it to yourself grow your own brand keep your products to yourself and focus that way because they can also get snapped up very quickly yeah exactly and also I think you have to say true to yourself as a brand I know that's that sound you're not trying to be rude but like you just said like actually we don't want to be associated with that say for example a budget retailer or someone that's way too expensive or you know we want to be associated with the with the partners the retail partners that make sense for us where we can see our products fitting in nicely our prices fitting in well and our customers their customer kind of thing and i know for some of the partnerships we've had we've been surprised by some of them because we've thought not really sure about this. We'll give it a go, blah blah. And they're the ones that have always our, shocked our us. Best, our best, our yeah. sellers, and yeah. you know that they love all of our stuff, and the customer loves our products. And um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I, you know, in hindsight, I think sometimes don't run before you can walk because you then see so many. We've been very privileged from like an early stage to actually see what it's like to be on a retailer, mm-hmm. and we've learned as we've gone on, and you know all this sort of stuff. And we we now know what we would and wouldn't want to do, who we Definitely. do and don't want to go with. We've gone with people, and sometimes like even at this stage, like mm, we want to take our stuff back because it's not aligning with us as a brand and what we actually want to achieve. Exactly. And like I say you've got to be very careful mm-hmm. because you don't know what can happen later down the line. We have been burned a few times, haven't we? Oh, we have. So, and we have seen things where we've we've maybe we've given too much away yes. because we've wanted these bigger contracts and like Laura said a lot of the retailers now are moving over to the commission model but there are some who still use the traditional wholesale model which from a cash and a monetary perspective is always very lucrative and is always kind of the model that you want to go down because you've got a big big contract there big lump sum brilliant for your company if you can afford to actually buy the stock <laughs> yeah um, but it, it's always a great route and we've been lucky enough to have those negotiations and conversations with a few different retailers but sometimes we've we've gone into these meetings we've basically laid out loads of ideas on a plate yeah. for them like a brand book and um, you know done like a little mini presentation giving them ideas and all of this sort of stuff because again you want to please the people that are going to be buying potentially your products and giving you a contract or um, um, you know commission model whatever it might be and you you want to be 
are associated with them. But then afterwards, on reflection, you sit back and think, God, like we shouldn't have done that, and we should have just stuck to our guns on, on what we want to do. And I think that's really at the stage that we're at now, where mm-hmm. we know what we want, we know what we don't want, we don't care if we're going to come off somewhere and they're a big name because we know it doesn't work for us. You know, we yeah. know the ones that are great for us and that we really respect and that respect us as, as, a, as a small brand, and the ones that don't. And I think you learn that quickly, very, very quickly. I just think it's, um, like you said at the beginning, you, you hear that that's the best thing. You, you think, oh, yeah, go with this and go after the retailers and you're going to get known and you're going to get this. But in hindsight, is it always best for your brand? I sometimes don't think it is. No. I think... Well, if you think about if you were on a Tesco shelf as the food brand and you've got all these different, like, I don't know, like, rices or something... Yeah. And then all the ones you've heard of, and then you you bring in a new rice, yeah. and people are like, "Well, I'm just going to go with the people I know." Yeah, that's like us right now. Isn't yeah, it? it's like okay, we're we're on these retailers, all these different gifts, and they're looking at ours, think, "Oh, that's lovely," and the price point's good, but I've never actually heard of them, so I don't know them, I don't trust yeah. them, I've never bought from them before. I'm actually just going to stick to my usual, and that's why I think it is really important to build build your, your brand customer up, base and your as well. customer base, and your like you said, so people are actually going onto your retail partner's website and typing in Babaco. Yes. they're looking for us yeah you know and at the start like you know we we couldn't really do that and still now we're that's something we're working on every single day and i think as well it, when we first started this somebody said to us don't trust anybody somebody mm-hmm. said to us they'd run a really successful business and they got burned and they said don't trust anybody when i tell you you're running a business do not trust anybody don't trust anybody and me and Nora were like oh don't, well, of course we, we're mm. going to trust people because we, we're those types of people but as time's gone on you're like I can see why they say that mm-hmm. and why you have to keep your cards close to your chest even though you want to get certain things you have to really like digest it and be like is this worth it is something going to come back is you know is this right for us all of this type of thing so it's a it's a tricky one but I yeah I think from our experience we've had great successes with retailers and even now the ones that we want to be on and we want to stay with and we want to grow and we're building a lovely partnership but there's some where we're like wow mistake well and also like you said like i think as well like we've got x budget and these retailers have got i don't even want to think how million times more they've got than us budget wise so we we've gone in and we've given them ideas and a plate and literally they could take all of those ideas recreate them tomorrow they could have them on the shelves within probably two weeks yeah and we're sitting there as a small brand like okay we've just given them all everything away yeah we've literally given everything away and we've now got to walk away and go okay all of our ideas have got to start again i actually saw something recently on tiktok about this and I, it was a woman and i can't remember her company name but she sells makeup right and she was made it a brush yeah it was like a it's like a, an eyebrow oh an no, eyebrow no, no, no. Oh, no this, okay. is, this is a different this one is I it, yeah so she put this on tiktok and i i felt i literally felt like crying for her so she has made this i think it was an eyebrow gel it's called honey something i think it's an eyebrow gel don't quote me on that <laughs> um, but i think it was like, and it come in this lovely little pot and she said literally i think it was revolution she said she put up this tiktok and she said i actually feel sick to my stomach she was like, I have spent years creating this formula, testing it, trying it, etc., etc. And she was at like, Revolution have literally bought out the same product. They've literally copied everything. They've copied the packaging. They've practically copied the name, something honey. They've copied uh, even the colour of the gel, everything, oh. the brush that comes with it. She said, literally every single thing they've copied. And she went, what you are literally basically just taking all of my audience and my customers yeah. and and the the. It's not even about the money sometimes. It's about all the process that you've put into that, all the hard work, the years of hard work. 
and because then it's easy for them to just go tomorrow we're going to create that yeah. bang done and I think that's it because obviously when you are a small business it is blood sweat and tears mm-hmm. when you work for a bigger brand most of the time it's maybe buyers have seen it yeah. and oh let's do this let's try that it's different because they had the, so they had the budget and it is and gutting. a team of it's, hundreds of people yeah it's absolutely gutting when, when, that, when that does happen because you think oh my god it's just awful I yeah. can't even well what you imagine. put into it as a small brand is just so much more so like you said, there's two of us, so that means we have to test, we have to make sure every product is safety tested. But can I just say as well what I think really sometimes really infuriates me <laughs> when you're running a brand and when you are like us where you, you, you have your factories and you work very close with your factories mm-hmm. and everything is designed and uh, you, you design everything and you test the fabrics and you change your toys and, you know, and then you get another brand that just buys toys wholesale and they're selling them and you think, I sometimes sit and think, people think that we go, they're all wholesale toys. No. No, we, we design, yeah. we pick, we change everything. We yeah. change the size of the arms, we change the eyes if they're yeah. not right, we change the, the, the material, fabrics, we, cha- yeah, we change the, the sewing of the nose and our, and our bears yeah. if they don't. Do you, do you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, our, our, uh, well, we basically you know, pick, them, pick them apart. Yeah, we pick them apart. The same with our blankets, everything. Even our gift boxes, we've had to like get them tested loads of times. And and then you've got, you know, and I think sometimes people then just assume, oh, it's a toy. It's a toy. It's a blanket. I, but they don't realise how hard it is to yeah. actually create it from scratch yeah. and that you are doing something from scratch when someone else is buying it wholesale and selling it. And they're like, well, they're, you, you get what I mean? It's, it's the comparison. And it's like, I sometimes sit and think that's what people don't see behind the scenes of the difference of, of starting from scratch and working with your factories to make sure everything is right. And also that your factories are credited and exactly. checked and their staff's getting paid, you know, the exactly. right wage. And it's all of that. I, d- I really don't think it's ever seen. It's and, it, and it is painful then when someone takes something and it's done quickly because it's, it's years. It's years it, in it's, the making. It, it, and, and, and actually go, and following on from that and back to the retail thing as well, um, someone commented on one of our posts recently and said, so, ex- so expensive, so expensive. Okay, so obviously we, we'd like to think that our gifts start off from fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. I would personally like to think that they're not they're affordable that's what i would and say and can i say they come in and get so you can get a lovely 14.99 um comforter with a little card and a message on the back gift wrapped in a luxury white and gold gift box all included for 14.99 yeah. and we're mums we know how tough it can be so our prices we think are very reasonable yeah starting from a gift at 14.99 up to 42.99 yeah um you can get a lovely gift box for 36.99 like nothing over 50 nothing yeah nothing so 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 someone has come, written on this post wow so expensive something like that that's absolutely fair enough you were allowed to say that but sometimes i think as a brand owner what you really feel like writing back is that 14.99 you've gone into tesco's or you've gone into asda or sainsbury's your local supermarket or i don't know wherever i don't know you might have even gone and done elm somewhere else and you've seen a soft toy and they're selling it for six seven quid eight quid lovely great they can do that because they mass produce and they can get really really low cost prices they've been working for this with their suppliers 20 odd years they can do that what goes into ours is so much more we we just about make the margin we need to make on that to yeah. even deliver it to the for the price of 14.99 yeah. and sometimes you feel like santi's people it's 14.99 because X, Y, and Z goes into that price. The, yeah. the fact that we're making a small margin anyway, the fact that we have people to pay, the fact that, uh, like you said, our factories, our workers get paid the wage that they need to be paid. We're not. There's no right. la- slave labour or anything else going on. The fact that every single product that we sell has to be tested, there is a testing fee involved with yeah. that. The fact that Laura and I pick every single material, and actually we don't scrimp and save on the materials no. because we want our customers to really love our product. 
And so when someone goes, wow, that's so expensive, you're like, actually, it's value for money. And yeah. it's either you can see that or you can't. And if yeah. you can't, then go and buy your five pound from Tesco's or, you know, Asda or Dunham or wherever else. And that's fine. But if you really want to know what goes into the fourteen ninety nine, yeah. we will tell you. Yeah, it's a we lot. will uh, point it out, and, yeah. it's, and it is really a labour of love. And I think for us, we you know are growing a, a gift brand, and we want to create an audience where you feel like you are getting something for your money. Mm-hmm. And when you are going to a baby shower or a new baby gift, you are giving a gift. You're not just giving. Here you go. Here's something that I've quickly just thought about popped in a bag and you do see what I mean it's an actual thoughtful gift with a beautiful poem and a lovely message and gift wrapped and just presented so nice but they would never know that you spent 14.99 on it or 18.99 you know like so we're telling a story in a way and that story is like you know it's all done for you it's lovely it's luxurious but it's affordable but also you know you like you said if you turned up with it someone would think you you probably spent a lot more than what you yeah. have and i think as well it's so important to stick to your to your grounds yeah. on on what on what you're doing mm. and that people are always going to have negatives that's fine and and you know what people can have negatives because it's freedom of speech and everyone has the right to say what they want to say i'm all for that that's fine but i think you really have to be proud of yourself as a brand and know what you're doing and don't worry about the competitors don't worry about the bigger companies that do you know what, do you know what can do whatever they want to do but maybe there isn't as much love going into it because it's it's, it's not two individuals or a small small team putting every time hour mm-hmm. you know effort into it um but yeah going back to the retail side of things if you're a company that wants to go down that route amazing it's great but just be prepared that it's not always what you think it's going to be that the whole um process has changed massively from a couple of years ago three years ago four years ago of the even the models have Mm -hmm. now most of them are all commission based where before it would be a wholesale sort of you know model um and that you know if you aren't very well known that you are going to be sort of in somewhere with loads of other brands that might be well known so what can you do to make yourself stand out what can you do to get on there and then you know shout it from the rooftop so people know you're on there and to and to drive traffic towards that retailer like really think of that if you are a small brand and you're not very well known because that's something if we would have gone on and someone would have said to us before look if you're going on to retailer great this is my these are my bits of advice that's what I would say these are my tips make sure that you know how you're going to sell that when you're on there because they aren't going to do that so make sure how are you going to sell this to your customers to a different audience um, how are you going to drive them traffic how are you going to be seen um, also compare your prices compared to others like all of that like really look into it and be like how can I get the best out of this and how can I grow my sales because it's not as easy as going on and making sales it doesn't work like that now yeah, it really, it actually really doesn't and I think there's another side of it as well just really quickly which is like the due diligence side of it as yes. well oh. so you can't just <laughs> <laughs> that just gave me shivers yeah literally, you can't just you know go on to retail it doesn't work like that like you have to provide so much documentation uh, yeah. so obviously your basics like your insurance and everything else but <clears throat> like Laura said obviously all of our products are safety tested because children and babies use them so we have to provide obviously safety reporting for every single product and um, I'm just trying, there's loads of things isn't there yeah so obviously then go and get like all your barcodes and all your yeah, you know the right it, boxes labeling. the right labelling everything's scanned so it's quite a, a big process and, and I sometimes think, you can only use like their nominated yes. supplier so you might have your own supplier who does your barcode your EANs 
but in some cases you will only be able to use their suppliers yeah. it could be more expensive you know so there's a lot of and then also there was something else I was thinking about as well well even sometimes with the deliveries like you yeah. can only use certain vans <laughs> yeah you can only use certain carton sizes um so there's it, it, obviously like Laura said at the start and this is very much us we'll say yes and we'll think about it later and that's what we've done but also sometimes when you think about it later you're not actually prepared for what's those little come. bits and, and they're not yeah. actually little things when you actually break it down and you get to the point where you've got to do a delivery and you're like right got to buy like thousands and, of cartons. and you know what no one ever talks about it again no. like there's no one that when we were doing this we're like who do we think we can contact and we're like how did you just do it if it's just a small team like a few people mm-hmm. normally it's bigger businesses so that's one thing we will say if you're watching this and you are looking to do something and you ever need any little bit of advice or any little tips I know we're still so early on but we're always happy to like offer an advice on what we've done or Definitely. you know what we what we would recommend because we are with retailers and all of that so um so yeah, we want to just keep this as honest as, as possible. Do you know what? If our podcast helps one person to grow a business or to get a bit of insight of what it's really like or, you know, mental health, stresses, strains, the fun side as well, then that's us. That's what this podcast is all exactly. about. Um, and it's not going to be just me and Laura for much longer because like I say, we are having a guest very soon. So it's, yeah, it's going to be quite nice to actually really involve someone else, yep. ask them questions, ask them how they did it, how they found Definitely. it. And um, um, get as much tips and advice for anyone that you know wants to be inspired and and grow a business from scratch and actually maybe we should just tell everyone quickly before we before we finish this podcast we're actually focusing on women founders yes. um, for now because we think Laura and I have, you know really like to hear from more women entrepreneurs um, so we've got a few lined up who I'm really hoping that a lot of you will have heard of yes um, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure, sure I'm sure you will have um but if there's actually anyone else that you you would like us to interview or to reach out to, it'd be really good to know if there's yeah. any entrepreneurs that you you would love to hear from. And, and Laura and I will reach out to them and see if we can um, if we get can, them on. We can get them on, winging it to the top. <laughs> we'll try and wing it. Pure, yeah, I was going to say in pure winging, in pure uh, winging it style. Yeah, pure winging it style. Um, but I think that's it for us today. Like a little. God, this is like therapy. This is it's lovely. lovely. We come on, we just chat for twenty minutes and just oh, let it all out. My muscles have relaxed. So um, <laughs> ready yeah, to take on the day. Ready to take on the rest of the day. But we will be back next week with episode nine. Can you believe it? It's episode so nine. Can Who would have thought it? Just say one thing, guys. You should be proud of us because I, I read a stat that said something like. Not many podcasts make it to episode 10. Wow. Well, well, we've got proven wrong. We're we're, we're on the right path. So there you go. Brilliant. Um, So yeah, we are over and out of episode eight eight of Winging It to the Top. Bye. Bye, guys.